0: Hi guys and welcome to episode 33 of hashtag# nofilter. Today's episode is not only super funny and real but really, really, really informative. I had the pleasure of interviewing KJ Blattenbauer, who's a business strategist and publicist for entrepreneurs and influencers. She and I met um, not too too long ago through I first learned of her through someone who was um, talking about her services through Instagram. And I messaged her about something with my podcast, but we never ended up doing it. And then we ended up meeting in person at a strategy session for someone we both were working with. And KJ is just incredible. She's a PR powerhouse. She is so smart, so, so bright, so knowledgeable. Like I'll send her an email just like a quick, like, oh, I just want to like run this idea by you. I wonder, you know, what you might think of it. And like, all I expect is like, just like, yeah, that's a great idea or no, let's not do that. And she comes back with all these other ideas that I don't even know how she thinks of. She's truly like a machine. I mean, she really is. It's unbelievable. Like her brain, the way her brain works, it's it's crazy. Um, And I'm just always like, why didn't I think of that? How did I not think of that? So anyway, she, has just been, she's become a friend of mine and she is just so funny and so honest and real and just so freaking smart. She's so, so smart. Um, So I really loved interviewing her. We talk all about PR, the importance of having a PR strategy, is social media actually that important, Uh, what are the, you know, top tips she, you know, the top tips in terms of having a really good pitch that doesn't get buried in the bottom of the pitch pile, Um, and so, so, so much more. She was just, it was such a fun conversation. I think you're going to love it. So we're going to get into that in just a second, and before we do, I just want to say again thank you so much for those of you new subscribers that um, have subscribed uh, within the last week or so since the last podcast, and if you haven't subscribed, I would appreciate it so, so much. It is... So helpful when you subscribe and download the episodes and leave ratings and reviews. It's just really, really helpful to get um, Hashtag No Filter higher up in the charts, um, which allows me to do the podcast more and more and to keep this thing going. So I really appreciate all your support so much. Um, And yeah, now let's get into the episode. I'm so excited for it. I think you're going to love it. And here is KJ Blattenbauer. Hello, KJ. How are you? Good, how are you? Thanks for having By me. Of course, I'm so excited to have you. So KJ and I actually met too, too long ago, but we've become like fast friends and like worker buddies. Like we're constantly in touch about work and I've just learned so much from her and she's truly one of the most brilliant PR powerhouses I know. <laughs> how do you feel about that, KJ? <laughs> you know, what?
1: I was really, I felt really good about it when you're like, she's one of the most brilliant and then you had to put the PR qualifier on there
0: and I was like, <laughs> Womp, womp. <laughs> womp, womp Well, okay. So tell everyone a little background, your story, how you got here today. Sure.
1: Well, um, how I got here today. How oh, you got here today. It feels like all of a sudden I'm giving an Oscar speech. Uh, my name is KJ um, Blattenbauer. <laughs> I've been doing public relations for nearly 23 years, um, which just makes me old. But I am originally from North Dakota. You'll hear a horrible accent thrown in there. Um, I might drop a you betcha now and again. But I've done everything from agency PR to corporate PR with Fortune 50, Fortune 500s, um, health and fitness companies, financial companies. Oh, there was a stint at Dow Chemical I'm not proud of. But now I do my own. um, Now I do my own agency work with my own company called Hearsay Public Relations, and I help entrepreneurs and influencers, and sometimes professional athletes, get more awareness and buzz for their brands, so they can make more sales and more money and be the person everyone talks about.
0: Amazing. So, have you known like since like did you come out of the womb like this was like innate in you like you were going to do PR? When at what point in your life was this like oh this is what I'm meant to do?
1: I think I was resistant to the fact one I don't think I didn't know what PR was until I took (laughs) one little course on it, maybe my second year of college, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer so I come from a family of folks who have gone to law school I was going to graduate early take a semester off you know that whole basic bitch. I'm gonna go to school, <laughs> graduate early, take a semester off, yep. become a lawyer. I was gonna be L Woods. And somewhere yes. in like a very pre-law class, I realized I hated arguing and I sucked at it. Like I couldn't stand the tension of confrontation. So I mean, law school's kind of out at that point. Right. And <laughs> I fell in love with my communications class because I thought in the one week we covered PR that it meant you could lay by the pool with celebrities and have drinks all day. And I was gonna be L Woods, but the fun L Woods that didn't have to go to law school. <laughs> So that (laughs) my my first internship was a very rude awakening when I was getting coffee and laundry and making $7.50 an
0: hour. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then you realize it's not just laying by the pool and and all the fun things, but they're in there, they're there at times, maybe. I have got, I have been able to do
1: amazing things, super fun things. I am not laying by the pool every day with celebrities. I might
0: get to go and maybe bring them a drink as I talk to them about an
1: interview, but I am not the
0: one laying by the pool. No, that's not you. So what would you say though, is your either favorite or most rewarding part of your job?
1: The most rewarding part of my job is let's not kid ourselves. Like it's not, I'm not doing open heart surgery. I'm not saving lives. Um, I'm not bringing babies into the world, but I get to help entrepreneurs and influencers make their dreams happen. I can help you go from nobody to somebody. I can teach you how to promote your business that helps put food on the table and pays your bills. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love helping people get their first or their 500th press hit because it, it makes a
0: difference in their lives. It does. And you also, of course you can't name drop any names, but you work with some pretty, like you have MLB players, like you, that must be kind of cool and exciting. It's fun, it's fun. I get to work with a lot of professional athletes in football,
1: baseball, um, you know, some in the motor sports, not as much anymore, but yeah. I, I get a I get to deal with everything. The crises that they have, the yeah. you know, you get to see the fun things like we're winning a Super Bowl or we're gonna go, we, we're going to make it finally to the major league after 10 years in the minors. Right. But you also get to see a lot of the baby mama drama or faux baby mama drama or
0: <laughs> maybe that must be fun.
1: I don't have kids, but I have some athletes and I really do feel like I've gotten to all the tactics my parents tried on me. I'm now getting to do on them. On but them.
0: <laughs> on them. <laughs> so what would you say? And Maybe that's part of it. What would you say is the most, maybe your least favorite part or the most challenging part of the job?
1: My least favorite part of the job is, you know, it's hard to find my, le- my least favorite part of it is having to reset expectations. Um, one of the first questions I ask people when they are thinking of becoming a client or thinking of starting with PR, anyone, whether it's myself or someone else is, what, what's your goal? And a lot of people can't tell you your goal. So then the next question is, well, what media outlets do you want to see yourself in? And a huge red flag for me is when people say, well, I want to be on Oprah's couch because Oprah hasn't had a couch in like a decade. And I don't know if people (laughs) don't know that, like she has super soul Sundays, but unless you're Michelle, but there's no couch for you. Like Oprah hasn't had a daytime talk show in a decade. So where have you been? (laughs) Exactly. So it it really, and like people who weren't even born when Oprah had a couch are like, I want to be on Oprah. Well, it doesn't like, that's not how it (laughs) works. So resetting expectations is my least favorite part of my job. I also, I mean, which kind of dovetails with, I I love people. I love helping people. I really do want to come from a place of service. But if they have so... I think with social media and the internet and the dawn of all that, it has created this unrealistic expectation of people that you can just throw something out there and you're going to be Paris Hilton tomorrow. Right. You know? Right. And I mean, you could go the Kim Kardashian route, but I don't think your parents would be happy. So <laughs> I don't think that's how you want to get famous.
0: <laughs> but But in terms of like... So I assume, I imagine some of your clients do want that overnight success, like immediately, like, let's do this in the next day. Is that, is it possible? Like, do you believe in overnight successes and like press hits that then turn your world upside down within like a night, like a day, you know what I'm saying? Like a day or two, or or it takes time.
1: I think it, it depends on what you're, if you want the press, if, Yes, overnight, yes. You could go on the Today Show tomorrow yeah. and an hour later you could have thirty thousand orders for something, but you better have your back end shit together to be able to produce those thirty thousand orders, or you have just wasted your best opportunity. I have had clients I have a client um now she is a wedding officiant and helps plan weddings. We did um I, I introduced her to a free resource we can talk about later called Haro, and she submitted an inquiry around the royal wedding, went to bed with $500 in her bank account, her business bank account, submitted a quote to Haro, woke up the next morning and she was in 24 of the top wedding outlets. She had $5,500 in her bank account from people who had booked services with her through her online system. Um, and oh. she is still writing press from that. And the Royal wedding was a while ago, but
0: wow. so, like
1: it can happen, but it takes, you know, she had to prepare what she was going to say. She had to plan right. for it. And then just when she had given up, that's when it kind of takes place. So I think for most people, they think you can be an overnight success. They think you're going to get one article and it's going to bloom, but the right. successful people all do the same thing. And that same thing is they have a plan and they know the direction they want to go. And then you can be, right. you can be an overnight success
0: years in the making. Because, but you're like what you said about the Today Show, like you go on the Today Show, if you don't have your back end straight, that's great that you got that press. But if you can't fulfill the orders, I mean, you kind of just, you shit on that. I mean, it's done. Yeah. Like not. Right, uh, right. right. <laughs> like you have this
1: amazing billboard that I hear and I'm very jealous <laughs> of on the streets of New York and I now want a billboard. I didn't realize it's something I aspired to until you had one and I'm jealous. I didn't I didn't know either. <laughs> so now you have this billboard. And if you, you – I mean, you're using that. People are seeing that. If they went and, like, the website was wrong on your billboard right. or you decided, whoa, this podcast with KJ was horrible. I'm never podcasting again. <laughs> people went to find you and you right, weren't there. totally. <laughs> you just shit the bed
0: on that, Julie. Like Right. right. Or if, like, they, they went, went – it's a good example because on it has my Instagram. So if they went to my Instagram and I hadn't updated my Instagram in, like, six months, that's a problem. Right, right. Or if they went to your Instagram and it was – you and like kids
1: and like, you know, you had started knitting. They'd be like, this is not, this is not what the billboard <laughs> sent me on. Could you imagine me knitting though? I can. Little Bo Peep outfits, those
0: things with the ears on the hood. Yeah, I can. I can see you knitting those with lots of wine. <laughs> That's a good, that'd be a good reality show. Okay. So we've talked about this before. Um, And I, and it'll, this is maybe it's a selfish question. Cause I want to know for me, but I've asked you like, can someone do a million things without it coming off as like they are scatterbrained and don't know what's going like i i tell i told you i feel like my struggle is that i have my hand in a lot of different things and i wear a lot of hats it all makes sense to me and i don't feel spread too thin but what is like is can you do everything or not everything can you do a lot of things or do you need to stay focused on one or two what what do you what do you think
1: I think that the heavy business consultants will strongly disagree with me and I think that's what makes me cooler than all of them. But I I, I think the adage where you can only do one thing and one thing well, I think that's bullshit. I think that you can do a variety of things. I think that's what makes creative people so amazing. I think you should focus on one area, get that good and move on to the next thing. But I don't think, you know, you don't have to just be a baker. You don't have to just be a teacher. You can be a baker who also teaches courses. You know what I mean? I'm a publicist. I'm launching a dress line. Like we... You Yay! because I can't find anything to wear to any of my meetings or when I go meeting my clients, you know, like it. I think you do different things because it there's a need out there. You see it, there's a hole in the market, you want to fill it. Why would you not go do those things? But it all boils down to, and I, I hate myself for saying it all the time, but it's the same simple thing have a plan, mm-hmm. follow the steps to attack said plan, stick to that strategy and don't waver, you know, and then. So you're kind of staying in your lane because you're staying with a plan, but you can do a variety of things. No, I think you can have a podcast. You know, um, I think you can do Best Friend Approve. I think you could probably do amazing public speaking. I think that you should have a book full of drinks for this podcast.
0: (laughs) I will you.
1: You know, why are, Why is West Elm or Crate and Barrel not calling you to make me some drinkware? Like, where's my no, hashtag no filter shaker? Like? Thank
0: you. It's a great question. If you know the people there, let me know. No, and so you're, I, I think, yeah, no, and I agree with you. We've talked about it. I totally agree with you because I, I also don't think I have the personality or the brain, not the, the personality or the mindset to be able to do just one thing. I could never sit nine to five behind a desk again. I just couldn't. Like, that's not how my I operate, right? Like, and that's okay.
1: Right, I'm pumped
0: myself. You know, I think some people call
1: it multi passionate. I think that that's, I just not, it's not a word. I, I don't like that word. I think that's weird. I think everyone should be multi passionate because if you're only yeah. passionate about one thing, I don't know, does that make you a sociopath? Like it right, might. It I, might. I, I, there's nothing. I, people used to look at you like yeah. when you're like, oh, i I just do a bunch of things. They're like, oh, so you have split personalities? No, I'm multi dimensional. Like Great. I can be business all day and then I'm gonna Bravo all night. Like that's just yeah. how life's gonna be.
0: And it's more exciting. I think it's boring. No offense. I'm sorry if anyone's listening and you only, I think it's great when people are, but I think it's so exciting and, and like cool when people have multiple things going on, but maybe that's just. And just because you like to do, just because you're passionate about multiple things, just
1: because you like to do multiple things, you don't have to make every single one of them a business. Like some things can just be hobbies, some things can just be passions, you know, like you don't have to. You know, I like candles, but I'm not going to go into candle making. I'm just going to burn a shit ton of them. You know, I like brownies, but I'm not going to be a baker.
0: Right. And well, I think like these days, side gigs and side hustles are like this hot term that everything you do has to make money, but it doesn't. it no, totally it doesn't. doesn't. No, I agree with you. So what, like, how does, so obviously you do more than one thing. What is it? I bet you don't have a typical day, but what is a typical in quotes, typical day look like for you?
1: Oh, I feel like every corny PR person's be like, well, there's no typical day in PR. Um, (laughs) But there isn't, I bet. (laughs) No, because it's a dumpster fire and you're at the discretion of what, you know, if my athlete does something stupid, if my athlete does something great, like I have to be there to adjust for them. My clients have plans, but then launches get moved around or corporate America does corporate America things. And so... But I start my day the same way because I am a creature of habit. I need structure. So I'm up. I check the news cycle. I do one scroll through of social media things just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, And because that's where I like to connect with my people. And then I cuddle the dog. I'll get a workout in for myself. Then I'll check email and I'll start the day. But I make sure that the first hour, 90 minutes of the day is all about me. Because after that, it's serving other people and doing things for other people. And then, you know, if you don't do – it's like the – masks in the airplane thing. I know you hate flying, but deal with this analogy <laughs> for a second. While I'll you? deal with it. If you put on, you're supposed to put on your mask before you help even a child that you're responsible for or the elderly person next to you or whomever. If I don't put on my mask at the beginning of the day, I'm not gonna be able to help anyone else throughout the day because I'm going to be bitter or tired or not in the best health. So I have to take care of myself first and then I take care of others. And it used to be and- that that was a horrible thing to say. So yay for everyone caring about self-care because now I don't <laughs> feel like a
0: conceited bitch. <laughs> But it's true. That's such a hot thing now, like wellness and like, you know, you know, self care and and doing for you before you do for others. But you have to else? how could you manage your clients? Because if you have to put out a fire, how can you put out the fire if you're a hot mess?
1: Right, right. No. Yeah, you can't. You can't. So it, it starts every day starts with a news cycle and every day ends with a news cycle. And people always ask me if that's very sad or how I deal with that. And I can't imagine a world where you wouldn't watch CNN, Fox News right. and all the stations to get all the information from different sources, like regardless of the political affiliations. Right, right, right. It makes me sad when I hear people say they don't listen, the news makes them sad so they don't watch it. Because to me, that's like so many crises going on right now that you don't know about, that you might read about one or two, yeah. or you might hear what the people want you to hear from either political side. But if you're not clearly watching the news and thinking for yourself, you're doing us all a disservice. Like we have to make this world a better place. And it starts right. with me being aware and
0: you being aware and everyone and thinking for themselves. Yeah. Right. And speaking of the news, a hot. Probably hot button topic, but not pol- not politics. Um. Uh. What what the fuck's her name? Full House. Oh, good lord. What's her name? What? Lori Loughlin. Lori Loughlin. Effie? So, question. I I mean, I know the answer, but when they say all press is good press, that's not good press. So you all can't say all not, press not no.
1: All press is not good press. It is that is the worst. There that is bad she will never have a career again. And I I feel very bold saying that, but I feel very confident saying that too, because America loves people who fail. They love people who are successful and they fail because it makes us feel better about ourselves. But what America also likes is an authentic apology. And then they like the bounce back like Tiger Woods, for instance. Yeah. You know, people hated him and then he came back or like when the Kardashians do something bad and then we just forgive them or (laughs) all those sorts of things right but um you know Bill Clinton that was kind of a wild ride and then right right but with what Lori Loughlin did is she painted herself to be this perfect she painted herself to be Aunt Becky she painted herself to be so perfect the Hallmark Channel lady the whatever whatever and then she goes and she does the most deceitful horrible mom kind of thing and then goes into hiding and then acts like it's not that big of a deal like They did the live feed from her going to court or whatever, and she was snotty and pretentious and, like, a do-you-know-who-I-am kind of thing. Like, no, that's the time to be humble and be embarrassed by what you did. And that's a felony on Becky. Like, I don't think she really – I don't know if anyone's told her how bad it is what she did, but, like, you can go away for, like, that's – A a long time. (laughs) I don't –
0: you know, I hope the feds never show up at my door with guns drawn, but – I mean, it's, but it's crazy because that, well, obviously it's an extreme example, but when they do say like, so not all press is good press because you hear that a lot. You hear that a lot. And I think it's an excuse for people to
1: just, Oh, whatever you do, put it out there. So they're not yeah. afraid to put it out there, but all press isn't good press. I mean, talk to R Kelly. Is he having a good time right now? Okay. No, he's good. He's point. not.
0: Or, um, and what's his face, um, from the fire festival that I, I just am so like, I, I cannot believe all that happened with, I don't know the, the guy who, I don't know. It his, I just know
1: the, I know his face. I know he's a fire festival. Yes, guy. But he, that's certainly not good press. <laughs> no, it's not good press. I, I think that there is a way you can take things and turn it around but you have to act on it. You have to have a plan. You actually have to be a good, sincere human being. It is pretty obvious without knowing her that Lori Loughlin is not a good, sincere human being. She didn't make one mistake. She made numerous mistakes where she knew she was doing something very, very, very wrong and then covered it up. Then they brag about it in like other interviews. And her husband is, well, he just, doesn't seem like a great guy, but he brags about it to people at cocktail parties and it gets around Mm -hmm. and Like they weren't hiding the fact that they did something wrong. They were not ashamed by what they did, and they've been caught doing something. And they're not even doing the standard. Oh, I got caught. I better apologize. Like they're just hiding out, saying nothing because they don't. They really don't think they've done anything wrong. That's killing her career. That's why everyone is dropping. dropping, Right. She's not gonna. She's not gonna get those back, you know. And you see it with. I'll go back to tiger. Like he lost a few sponsors. Other sponsors stayed with him. He did the, I'm sorry tour. He did the hiding out. He did the rehab, which I hate when people do something wrong and then they run to rehab. Like it's so predictable. Right. Right. I mean, some people do need rehab and it's a good thing, but a lot of people just hide for PR reasons and I hate that. But you know, he slowly worked. It's taken him a long time though, to make his comeback. Mm -hmm. He was not well liked for a very long time, but you know, he at least came out as sincere in the first couple right. of days and he has made amends and, you know, whatever. He
0: still sees his kids, but. Right. That's the thing, well, at least, like, a, I mean, not that. I mean, it's when you do something f- f- fucked up. I mean, Lori Laughlin, that's extreme, but like, own up to it, apologize. Like, don't don't be an arrogant. I mean, wh- how, why are you doing it? Like, I always thought she was like the nicest woman because I love the Hallmark channel because I'm a loser. And like, she seems so perfect. And well, that's just her so problem. like. That's her problem because she, she was so perfect.
1: And those are the people that are always like the people who act like they're so, so perfect. They're always the ones that are hiding everything. Like the people who don't have their shit together, you know, they don't have their shit together, you know, but we're not all train wrecks. We're just human. She had this perfect persona where she was playing her character on the Hallmark channel in real life, but she can't really apologize for what she did. What she did was so wrong and deceitful. No one, you know, like that's not, it's not cool. You lied to us. You scammed a system you did a really weird mom thing that's just more kind competitive than kids I did. Now. Like, uh, just, I mean, just poor kids I do not feel bad for them. Yeah, I wouldn't say poor kids. That doesn't no. make sense for this. Here's no. what they don't understand. She forced her dreams, I think her dreams or her husband's dreams, of going to college on her kids. She spent half a million dollars to get one or both of them in there. They never even wanted to go to school. They were already making money. And now you've ruined everyone's lives. Well, that didn't work out. No, did it, Lori? Right, that, that's it. Like,
0: that... <laughs> Aunt Becky that that um her daughter whatever the one who's an influencer who I didn't even know who she was until all this came out but she i mean she it fucked her up too i mean all of them it screwed the whole family but anyway so not all pro Press is good press. No, Why? not all press is Mine? good press.
1: And there, are, and I think people, I think so, people misconstrue yes. that too, because there's also not on such a radical front. But if you got a phone call tomorrow and it was Forbes and they wanted to do a story on podcast, but they were really vague on the details and they were kind, it kind of felt shady. It didn't feel good in your gut, and they you were like, oh my gosh, it's Forbes and they want to cover a podcast. But really, they wanted to cover podcasts that are struggling or podcasts that they think are unethical. And they somehow wow. had gotten yours on the list for something like that. And then you show up with the Fire Festival Guys podcast and someone who's covering right. R. Kelly. And then, it, like, that's not good press either. So it's just doing yeah. your research and knowing what you're doing.
0: And trusting your gut, I guess, because if you have a bad right. feeling, probably a bad right. thing. Uh, what What would you say – not what would you say, but – why i guess in terms of i mean why is a pr a brand strategy well a pr not really a pr strategy is so important to a business like i know this is kind of like a easy question like people should know but why what's your answer to that
1: well i think it's the gist of what pr is in its purest form and that's the art of convincing people outside of your normal circle of influence to promote your idea or your product support your position on something or recognize that you're an expert you know it's right, right. it's it's basically a I can tell you can tell people till they're blue in the face that hashtag no filter is the greatest podcast ever. But if one of your listeners and they might believe you, they might not, but if one of your listeners or huge celebrity, who cool. mm-hmm. maybe one of your listeners is a huge celebrity. I don't right. know. I should
0: probably do more research right.
1: before I run my maybe, mouth. But... Maybe
0: KJ Blattenbauer. Is yeah. The... If
1: KJ Blattenbauer says this is the greatest <laughs> podcast ever and shows all her followers, of which right. there are not many, um, if she goes to all of her fans, she goes all to all fans. of her fans and says, this is the greatest podcast ever. That's a, that's word of mouth advertising. That's a, that's right. free advertising. You just got promoting your thing. And it's a, it's a neutral validation. Just like if you were talking to one of your girlfriends and you're like, Oh, I don't like this wine. I need to find better wine. And she's like, Oh, this red wine by whatever, whatever. It's the best thing. You would immediately go try that wine because you've someone that you know and respect has validated. This wine is good.
0: That's, that's press
1: for the That's press.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So do you feel every company, big or small needs, I guess one, a PR strategy, but more so, um, hiring do they need to hire someone to do this do you feel it can be done you know a lot of people think oh they can do everything in terms of like in their business they'll do the PR they'll do the 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 operations they'll do everything is that possible or should people be outsourcing what like what's your take on that
1: I think that at any level big small huge anyone can do PR I think you just have to learn how to do it the right way. Whether you pay a professional to help lay the foundation for you and help you with your strategy, or you take courses or you YouTube the crap out of everything, or you read every little book and blog that you can. Um, I think at the, the basic, no matter what industry you're in, the PR principles are the same. And if you follow those very 12 simple steps, you're going to have a kick-ass PR strategy, whether you're a one woman shop, knitting, crochet, bunny hoods, or you're one of the biggest (laughs) wine distributors in the world. I think at a right. certain level, just like we don't want to do our own taxes, you should have a professional look at some stuff from here or there. Or when you go super big time and you don't have enough time to call your mom, then maybe you should hire right. someone else because your mom's going to want to hear from you. But, yes. no, at the end of the day, you don't need to hire a fancy schmancy PR firm. You don't have to spend right thousands of dollars a month, having someone promote you, you can totally do it yourself. And honestly, no one's going to do
0: it better than you do because it's your baby. True. It's your baby. And you'll be the most passionate about it. So what about a smaller company or maybe not even a smaller company, but a company that doesn't have the, let us say a newer company that doesn't have the largest budget. How would you, and if they can't hire someone to work with them monthly, do you, do you think it's best if they hire someone for a one-time kind of strategy session, or maybe they just shouldn't think about PR yet? Like what if your budget's not the hugest in the, in the world? Um, you said
1: many things there, and I want to address the first one. I, they yeah. shouldn't hire PR yet. Is the worst thing people can do, no matter what stage yeah. you are, even if it's just the beginning of an idea or you're already years down the path. Yeah. PR is basically how you want people to think, feel, and act when they encounter your brand or your product or service. It is one of the most crucial things you can do. So people think of it as an afterthought luxury. It -hmm. needs to be up in front because it needs to be helping you clearly and concisely communicate the messages you want out there. So – I think it should always be a front runner no matter when you're starting your business or side hustle right. or what it is. But I do think it's worth either investing in a strategy session with a professional so you have everything done right and they right. can do all the heavy lifting for you and then you just go do the tactics. Right. Or at a very minimum, a PR 101 course.
0: Just to have the, the, the basics. Just so the, you the, know
1: the basics. Right. Like this is a press release. This is what my key messages need to be. Here's how I should position my brand words. That kind right. of
0: Here's right, how I make right. a media list. Here's how I reach out to people. All of that, right. Yeah. Here's and then how if they want to do it, they can. But if they but it is that important and that's why sometimes they don't understand when people like are budget, you know, budget cutting and they get get rid of PR. I don't necessarily understand that because I feel like PR is how you're going to get your message out. So why would you get rid of PR, right? Right, like, right. Because at the same level, if you are running an Etsy shop
1: and you have 500 orders a month, are you going to really get rid of customer service? No. Customer service is the person talking to your customers about how things are done. Well PR is the service talking to about people who are your prospective customers. Do you not want that good press to funnel right, in right, more right, sales? Right, right. No. What are you doing? Cut something else. Like maybe don't buy those Gucci slides. Maybe cut, maybe cut out a dinner or two. <laughs> but a good, like a, a half-day strategy session with a public relations professional or a PR course, we're not talking hundreds of thousands of dollars here. No. We're talking maybe a thousand. You can find a thousand dollars. I mean, what, is that $12 a month? Like you can figure it out.
0: Right. Like you, you have to invest in your business a little bit and that's not the hugest investment. Exactly. So what about like, I guess the importance of a good, obviously the importance of a good pitch. I mean, I know the importance you, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to ask is what, how many times can you follow up with someone? Let's say you sent a great pitch, an amazing pitch that you think is like knocked out of the park. Like everyone's going to respond and you don't hear back. How many times can you follow up with someone before you're a stalker? Until they say no. So you don't think it's a, like, is it not annoying? And I know we've talked about this. I think I've asked you this. It's not annoying to like follow up five times.
1: No, because do you see every email that comes in your email inbox? No. I don't see every email that comes in mine. Right. Right. But with reporters and journalists, they're getting hundreds of emails a day. and some of them might tell you that it's annoying. Mm-hmm. News outlets need to cover stories. Mm-hmm. So it's a two-way street and we have to all work together. So for me, I, if I pitch a sto- if I have the world's greatest pitch go out on a Tuesday and I don't hear anything by Thursday, I follow up on Thursday. If I don't get anyone on Thursday, I follow up on Tuesday. I do it again on Thursday. I might re-examine my pitch and resend it the following Tuesday. Right. But until anyone has communicated, no, I'm not interested. No, stop emailing me. No, you're a crazy psychopath. I'm assuming they haven't seen it because no one has told me otherwise. And even if they do say no, they're going to tell me no, not right now. No, this isn't a good fit. No, to go to this other person. So even a no to me isn't a stop sending me stuff. It's stop sending me this. I'm not interested in it. And then you find no is just another way. Just says, bring it to me another way.
0: So can you, so when you do those follow-ups, is there like, or is it, do you recommend just a very simple follow-up, like, hey, following up on the blow or like repitching it or or like, how do you follow up? Is it like a sentence? My initial follow-up is usually forwarding on my original email and where
1: it says the FWD at the subject line yeah. I usually replace that with follow-up and then my note is something to the point and not soft and fluffy like it's not wishy-washy like oh just wanted to follow up flowers okay. and kittens. or that typical <laughs> happy Monday no one's ever no one's like happy Monday happy Wednesday happy no Wednesday. one talks that way do you ever see anyone on the street and like happy Wednesday happy no Wednesday. you don't <laughs> unless maybe you're two sheets to the wind but so you're you're not like being super nut you're just to the point at this point, I'm like, hello, James, following up on the email I sent you um, talking about company X below and the event they're having this Saturday. Let me know if you're interested in speaking to them. Otherwise, I'll follow up with you again tomorrow. No, don't say yeah. that last part. Just okay. say, let me know if you're interested in speaking to them. I can also send more information your way.
0: Thank you. But, right. And that's it. So why but like, why the fuck don't people just respond? I know you said sometimes you don't see emails, but like, if I see an email and I don't want to or can't answer it right then, I get back to the person later. Like why don't people just respond? Well, because here's the thing. You think that you do that, but (laughs) you don't do that.
1: We don't like We all think it's a common courtesy, but how many times have you been meaning to get back to someone, you know it's in your email, and then your husband needs something, or the dogs need something, or your nephew needs something, or one of your clients needs something, or you just had to watch the latest scandal on Lori Loughlin unfold on CNN. So, so, things happen, but when you have so much information, like a reporter is focused on a story. They're focused on their story, they're doing whatever, they're trying to be the best Pulitzer Prize winning journalist that, that they can be, and then emails are piling up and piling up and piling up and piling up. And there's probably a lot of crap in there. And there's probably a lot of pitches that are not good. And then there's your shiny diamond in there and they might miss it because it's sandwiched in between all the other crap. So it's just, it's repetition. I, I've been pitching for almost 23
0: years. Wow.
1: I would say that even when I know the people, even when they know an email is coming, I still probably have to follow up a second time before really? I'm really getting anybody.
0: Mm-hmm. So if you could give any tips on the spot where people should, really just hire you but if you could give any tips on the spot some insider information like what makes a good pitch like maybe give like two to or anything you can talk about what makes like a solid amazing pitch
1: having a plan is the first thing okay. you need to do. So why are you pitching? Why do you want press? What are you promoting? What's the goal? Mm-hmm. Okay, you want to get a story, but you want that story to where does you want it to pe- to lead people just like before you place a Facebook ad, you know, do I want mm-hmm. leads? Do I want whatever, right? You need to have that figured out for your pitch as well. And then it's laying out, you can't just pitch like we talked about the today show, you can't just go on the today show and not have your back and shit together. You can't just pitch something and then right. not know what you're going to do after if the pitch makes it, if the pitch doesn't make it. So I usually like people to lay out what their goal is, what their Mm -hmm. pitches are for 12 months. So you kind of have a cycle going. I'm going to pitch this, this month, this, this next month.
0: Yeah. So have a plan.
1: That's my first thing. The second thing is make it short and sweet. Don't give too much away. Be really brief. Tease Mm -hmm. them with information, but make it all about them. People love to talk about them. They will talk all day. So Mm -hmm. do your homework. if you're reaching out to a reporter know what the last story is that he or she covered mm-hmm. be like, Hey, I just saw your article on, you know, the homeless crisis. It's so sad. It hits yeah. close to home. Cause that's really bad here in San Francisco too. Um, I wanted to bring attention to your my client who helps with sleeping bags for the homeless. And then to talk about how it ties right. Ever, I know we can provide immediate value to your readers. Here's three stories I think we could work on and then just do the titles for the stories and bullet points. Mm-hmm. Please let me know if you're interested. Thank you so much. Contact information.
0: So do you are, this is probably a stupid question, but are press releases like not, not totally necessary anymore? Can you just put information in an email or do you always recommend sending a press release? Or is that just for launches? Nope. I think they're different things. You can pitch
1: anything at any time and move those really rapidly. But you should have, again, a plan. I would recommend for... Right. You know smaller businesses or people just getting started a pitch a month is good a press release is when you have a huge announcement right so Mm -hmm. you're launching a new product you're launching a new service you have an event going on Um, Mm -hmm. and people will tell you that those are dead and i don't think that they're dead i think they help with seo they help establish you as a resource they can go online they can live Mm -hmm. forever and ever people will always see them and search them but also they can go on the wire and it makes you official it helps outlets that might normally pick you up it's not coming from, you know, kjweirdo.com. It's coming from, or, like, BusinessWire or PRWeb right. or PR wire. and that makes right. it a reputable source. Like, they're not going to take crap through PRWeb. They're not going to take Got crap it. through business wire. They're going to verify that. And so it's verified
0: news, so you're going to see more pickup. Okay, so but, so press release is still definitely huge, but for, like, bigger things.
1: Yep. For not big, your,
0: your day-to-day picture. your monthly pictures. Right, 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 right. Okay. Um, and so reporters actually read those press releases for sure.
1: Yeah, there's someone there's there's always you know how it says news desk or the newsroom yeah. there is always a poor soul
0: working that 24 hours a day uh. and reading a lot of things. <laughs> so if yours is a shiny perfect pit, a press release yeah. they're going to that right. one gets moved along. Right, right, right. That's okay. So how do you handle – well, I guess you talked about how like when people don't reply, you follow up. How do you handle rejection though? Like that can be hard. Like whether it's a potential client or um, the news – out or today's show comes back to you and says, no, this isn't going to work. Do you just move on? Like does it does it bum you out? It, it You know, it does. It's, to this day, it still
1: bums me out in some instances because I want all my clients to get the press that they deserve. I know yeah. what good stories are and I know what good stories are getting covered that don't deserve to be. and. Right. But it's, you know, it might be that my pitch sucks. It could be a variety of things. The reporter Uh, could be having a bad day. It could not uh, be a fit for their beats. They could have run out of time. The weather could be bad. It could have gotten lost in technology. You know, like back in the day, we used to send them my fax machines. And maybe the fax didn't go through. But, um, you know, it could be just not a good fit. But really, I treat it like I treat relationships. So before I married my husband, obviously, I dated a lot. And There'll be some boys that just don't see what an amazing woman is standing in front of them. There are going to be journalists and reporters that do not see what amazing story is sitting in front of them. Then you go to the next person. So I always like to remember it like when you got dumped or you broke up with a boyfriend or you were waiting for them to dump you so you wouldn't have right. to be the person, but then you were still sad that they broke <laughs> up with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think it's like that. It's not a you problem. It's it's their problem. It's their right. shit they have to deal with. So I think once you, adru- like, you're- not everyone's going to cover you just because you have something, even if it's the greatest yeah. thing to talk about. It builds character. So just whatever. Remember those people. Hold right. the grudge if you want to and never pitch them again. But it's not. <laughs> and like- just move
0: along. Just like it's that- Just right. fine.
1: People are going to tell I mean, you no. You know, right. people, you know, the Tesla guy, he didn't hear, he doesn't hear yes every day. You right. know, Steve Jobs didn't hear yes every
0: day. True, so- true. You got it. Just, just takes a little jumping. bit, yeah. Right. So, how is this? Actually, was a question um, someone sent you for this podcast. How do you showcase your PR without sounding braggy about your product? Because it is kind of like it. It can come off as braggy, right? No.
1: See, I see, <laughs> I'm from a different school. I, I think I'm from a different school of thought. If you're so worried that it looks like bragging when you talk about how good your product is or how. Um, great other people think your stuff is, and I feel like you need some therapy. Like, I feel like you need more confidence. Right. I don't mean in a mean way,
0: but right. um,
1: it's promoting yourself. It's furthering your brand. So like right. this also ties into people think that just getting the press hit is they're done. No, you have to extend that 15 minutes of fame and that 15 minutes of fame, whether it's a media hit or you want to brag about it a little bit because you should be proud of it. It's your baby right. and it got press right. coverage. And that's a big fucking deal.
0: It is. No it matter
1: is. what it is. If it's a local paper or local TV station, if it's Time the cover of Time magazine, you know, it, it every the Today show whatever it is. You should celebrate that. So I think that here's here's a few ways that I do it when I don't want to feel humble braggy, but I yeah. I don't think I'm the most conceited person in the world, but it doesn't bother me anymore because I want to share the story. I'm proud of the things that I'm doing. When someone actually wants to feature me, I'm going to blast it everywhere. So using this podcast as an example, I am going to, the second it goes live, I'm going to share the link across all my social media accounts. And I'll do it funny, but I'll share it repeatedly for at least a month in different capacities. But you're going to see it everywhere, splash, whatever, whatever. It'll be new for one week, new for the second week. It'll be a FBF, you know, throwback Thursday, whatever. We're going to put it on there. I'll probably write a blog post about the experience of being featured. You know, like here's why you should do podcasts that you normally wouldn't Mm -hmm. think that are good fit because they're fun and it's good and it's great and all those things. But also you get to talk to your friends about stuff. And normally, I mean, you get to talk to a lot of cool people. I'm pretty honored to be on this podcast, by the way. Oh, I'm
0: honored to have you.
1: So I feel like a lot of your cool influencer people are probably like, why is she talking to this boring person? But hey, guess yeah. what? I'm one of the cool kids. So <laughs> I'm going to about being featured on this. I also think you can put it on your website. You can put it in any of your marketing and you can put it on your press page of your website, which you should all have. But you know where everyone else has those logos mm-hmm. flashed about? here's another logo to add to the mix. And it helps right. show your expertise and your worth. So when you run those 900 Facebook ads where you say they're expert in something and they're like, oh, well, where were you featured as an expert? Boom, I was on the hashtag no Yeah, just like the Today Show, guys. Just like but- this. Show. I'm gonna put it right beside each other. But you can also send out an email blast to your customers, any of your wholesalers, um, any other contacts that share your press. And you can also you know, make it easy to for them to share it because you can be like, I think you can do this in, I think I've seen it in your email um, blast. but you put it in there and then you do the pullout quote that they can easily tweet. They can easily Facebook, right. they can easily share, tag them so they can share right. in their Instagram stories. But those are just a huge way, a few huge ways to publicize it where it's not humble bragging. It's just letting right. people know. And so many people are like, oh, I'll throw it out there one time. And then I'm not going to mention it. People are going to see, no see it. No, because one, thanks algorithms, but also it takes nine or 10 times for people to really see something, connect with it, and then act on it. Right. So I'm going to beat people over the head with that morning, noon, and night.
0: Yeah. And that's, and you've taught me that because I also noticed on Facebook, I've seen there's this one ad I keep seeing. I can't remember the name now. But it was a while ago and I kept seeing it. Finally, I clicked on it and I was actually interested in it, but I had to see it like 10 times. Mm -hmm. I didn't click the first five. So I guess on that note of social media, which is obviously like, we love it. We hate it. I don't, I don't fucking know. But what, um, how important is social media? I guess that's the first question. How important would you say social media is? And do you think it's going to continue to stay this important if you feel it's that important?
1: I don't feel that social media is important. I don't think it's cool. I don't think it's the big thing. I think Twitter is where everyone goes when they're real angry, yep. like they've never done anything wrong, but they're going to faux outrage at other people. So I don't even go on Twitter anymore unless I need to check if Instagram's down because that's where yep. everyone bitches about Instagram being down. Yes. Um, I like Instagram cause I like pretty pictures and I feel like I travel so much. I don't get to see my friends that often, but I can get little, you know, tidbits yep. of their life. Facebook, I've never been a fan. So I have a Facebook yeah. page cause I have to have one and I need it to run ads, but I think social media is great for what it's done for society and also the demise of society yep. as far as jealousy, depression, keeping up with the Joneses and anxiety for people. I just don't mm-hmm. think, I, I think it's plateaued. I think the time of the influencer, unless they adapt and change, is done.
0: Um Yeah so that, that bubble has burst or is bursting
1: i think it's bursting i think people are getting smart i think brands know that you can't get sales from social media because social media is not for selling i don't care what anyone tells you it's not for right. selling it's for starting conversations it's mm-hmm. for engaging mm-hmm. with people and it's for creating awareness it's just like a ma- a direct mail or if you have a billboard like yes. your amazing billboard Woo. <laughs> but it's not no right one, no one i mean have you i can honestly tell you I've been on Instagram since Instagram started. I can't even remember how many years is that. And I don't want to know how many years that is. I can tell you that I have clicked and purchased two things on Instagram. One was my my own book to make sure this link worked and I didn't fuck that shit up. And the other thing was a dress that came apparently from China and looked like crap. And I could maybe wear on one arm as a t-shirt. Like, so I don't, I don't like, and my ultimate pet peeve is when people bless their hearts, when Girls stand, because guys don't, I don't see guys do this, but girls will stand in an outfit and they won't even, they're too lazy to even caption it. They just have 900 hashtags and it's like, "Shot my looks, like it to know it, like it whatever. I don't even know what to call it. it. Click my thing, like it home, hashtag LK, whatever, whatever. Right, right. I hope a lot of people are buying your dumb red sweater.
0: I can't, I can't But then it's crazy because some of these influencers or bloggers or whatever, whatever you want to call them, end up making decent money.
1: They're not making it off. Shit. People click in their red sweater. True. Not.
0: That damn They're red not. Sweater. No
1: one is clicking for that red sweater. I'm sorry. They're just. But I'm...
0: you think like social media isn't everything by any means, but you do feel, I guess it's more of a question I'm not telling you, but you feel that it's still something you should be doing for your brand. I think if it fits your brand, it's something
1: you should be doing for your brand. I can tell you that my people are on Instagram. They might be a little bit on Facebook, but I am, I don't believe in farming where I don't own land. I have my email list and that's where all my announcements are yep. made or broken. I have, I'll maybe do an Instagram live or a Facebook live here or there. I show up daily on Instagram just because I, I want to promote. I, yep. that's where most of my people are. I want I put announcements there, but my core selling, my business is my website, my blog, my email list, and mm. then social media is extra. So when Instagram went down the other day. Didn't. I didn't care. It was business as usual for me. Like, though everyone else was running around like their hair was on fire yep. and the apocalypse was coming. I had one of my better, my, the world. my email list grew 250 people. So,
0: wow. And I
1: didn't do anything different. I sat there.
0: I sat there and I hit refresh because it was kind of bored. But, I mean, that's what's crazy. It's the people because cool, you don't own Instagram. Well, literally, it sh- if, if, it, if it doesn't prove any, the fact that Instagram went down for a whole day, meaning Facebook as well, doesn't show you we don't own Instagram. It could, it, you, right. your page could go away tomorrow. Right. You and then have no how control. Are gonna get,
1: how are you going to get people to click that red sweater, like it, to know it And all those other hashtags. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you better have, better have
1: an email out. list than a fucking website or else you're screwed. Right. Right. And I just don't think long term, I just that's not sustainable. The other thing is, I think that brands are getting smarter about brand collaborations, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're knowing that they everyone wants to be an influencer. They think it's easy. It's hard fucking work, but everyone wants to be one, So they're seeing they can shop around and they can undermine you. And what you were used to probably get five hundred dollars for collaboration. Now you're lucky if you're going to get 50 or they're all using those services that don't. I can tell you that not a day goes by where an Instagram account I no longer operate has not been in business for eight months. It, it literally, the last post says, follow me at KJ Blattenbauer. Right. For my, my PR company, I will get an email a day that says, Dear at hearsay PR, like they don't even look for what my name is. They don't even realize they're like, we'd love to collaborate with you on skincare. Well, it's not a real thing. It's a PR company right. and it doesn't have skin. So this is weird. Right. And, and my name is not at like my, right. say my right. real name. That's like, those, it just shows you Maverick and those services. They're not, they're not doing their stuff. You don't own Instagram. It can shut you right. down. I That's liked too plans. many photos the other day. I mean, heaven forbid I would engage and they put me in Instagram jail for 48 hours because I, I liked too many photos. Heaven forbid I'd go on a liking spree. And they couldn't give me an explanation why they wouldn't tell me. But for 48 hours, I couldn't do anything because I was too engaging on the platform. And it violated a community thing. Isn't that what you they just, want? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I don't think they know what they want. It's like <laughs> communist whatever, China over there. If right. they get mad, they're shutting you down. give a no reason you've lost all of your stuff. You've lost all your business. You've lost yeah. all of your revenue. Like, what are you going to do?
0: What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? They probably thought you were one of those bots or something. Maybe a you know half bots? bot that was given hearts. Like, come on, really? <laughs> it's
1: not like I was writing, Great job, nice sweater. You're cute. Right, right. Right. right, Emoji, emoji, emoji. No, I was hearting. I was liking. I was engaging with your people. I was yeah. spreading <laughs> the love. It was Valentine's Day for crying out loud. <laughs> the irony
0: (laughs) no it's true so so before before i do these these fun questions that i always do at the end before that though if you could give like one piece of advice to everyone listening who assuming everyone that's listening wants to boost their pr strategy or like enhance their brand or whatever what piece of advice would you give is it have a plan it's help
1: a reporter out it's called haro
0: she introduced it to me by the way sorry to interrupt (laughs)
1: Um, Because I I want them to have a plan, but I know no one's going to listen to me. They just want to pitch and become famous. So ignore me then. Help a reporter out. It's called HARO. You can Google it, but it is a free service that you can subscribe to. And up to three times a day, you go and submit your information one time. You submit your information one time. You select your industry, the information you want to receive. And then up to three times a day, journalists on deadline or news outlets looking for information in your area of expertise will send you... Two or three questions for you to answer immediately with your information. They might follow up for a full story. They might just run with what you gave them. Right. But it gives you a chance to be in the news without paying for anyone, having a strategy, just spouting okay. off your expertise.
0: That uh, you KJ introduced me to it, and I, I get it every. I get excited when I get the emails because I get to look through and see, ooh, this could be good for me. It's 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 brilliant. You just it's like that. It, it's amazing. Right. And you just have to, you know, it's like
1: everything else. Don't be a douchebag. If they're asking right. for something, don't just give them, don't send them a news release, but give right. them, answer their questions really succinctly. Just like you'd right. want it to see, you'd see it, want it published in a, on a blog or in a right. newspaper. Yeah. Or just soundbite you give on TV. Um, and you're going to see great traction from it. I see pick up all the time for cut. things.
0: Help oh up. yeah. Sure. Help a reporter out. That's your piece of advice, everyone. Okay, now for the really fun questions. Well, are oh, not all excited. so fun, but get excited. Okay, what is your favorite quote or motto or something you try to live by every day?
1: My favorite quote that I try and live by every day is to the tenacious, nothing is impossible.
0: Ooh, I love that. Every day, that's your like- absolute-
1: Every day, every day. I, you know, some days are harder than others. Some days are very discouraging, but I think if you're really just gonna- Light that bitch up. You got to keep at it every day.
0: Yeah, love it. What What advice would you give to your younger self?
1: I would tell myself, I would tell my younger self that it's okay to fail. I think I had made so many mistakes early on in my career because I was so uptight and I was so worried about what people thought and the direction I was taking my business or what I was doing with my career, or I was too afraid to speak up in meetings or to take chances or to do that, um, PR stunt. And I think it doesn't matter. I think if you now that I'm older, now that I'm forty. Um, so no, that I'm so old. Um, I feel like if you don't fail, you're not trying. Like if I had kids and we were sitting down at the dinner table, the first thing I'd ask them about their day isn't, how was your day? It'd be like, what'd you fail at today? And if they couldn't come up with one thing they failed at, I would send them back to do their day over. Yeah. Because I feel like it's so important. You know, if you don't fall on your face like an idiot a few times, you're never going to learn the right way to do things.
0: No. You're never going to learn no.
1: the better way. You're not going to improve. Every good failure produces something amazing.
0: So it's okay to fail. It's okay to Don't fail. Scourge you. Let it like push you. I love it. Um, What would you be doing if you weren't doing PR and everything you're doing? <laughs> like in another life.
1: In another life. If I wasn't doing PR, I really love the dress designing. I think that there's something about making women feel comfortable and happy and having clothes that are not, that are age appropriate, that actually fit a woman that are made by a woman. Um, I think that that's exciting, but I am a stationary snob. So I probably yes. would own my own stationery <laughs> store and it would
0: probably be ridiculously bougie and kind of expensive. I mean, yes. Can we do that? I love stationary. We, Maybe be next, I mean, it would be fun. It would be, if I wasn't doing this, and I would do something. Well, I, I really want to be an actress or state something with stationary. A little different. <laughs> okay, who would play you, speaking of an actress? Who would play you in a movie if there was mov- if there was a movie created about your life?
1: Oh god. Um god, I want to say something. I want to say someone cool, like Jennifer Lawrence or Jennifer Aniston <gasps> or one of the many Je- or Jennifer Garner, one of the many Jennifers or Reese Witherspoon. I feel like I would get Tory Spelling.
0: Ha, huh, I like Tory Spelling.
1: You like Hallmark? I don't uh, want to be on the Hallmark channel. This isn't a Hallmark story. You would
0: want, want a major motion picture.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think I'd want a major. Mo- I just want someone. I, like, I want a really hot girl to play me. I feel like, yeah. oh, good. i made it in life. Like, give me the hot actress. Right. Get the hot actress. I love
0: Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Okay. What would your movie be called?
1: <sighs> it would be called It Doesn't Keep Me Warm at Night. For all the things that I worried about that were not fucking worth it. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yes. I love that. I love it. Okay. Um, if you could have drinks with anyone living or dead, who would it be?
1: I want to have drinks with Warren Buffett, their business secrets. And Charlie Munger has a bigger potty mouth than I do. And he's like 96. And I, he just, he gives zero fucks. And I love this. I love this.
0: I love when people give zero fucks. Mm -hmm. It's the only kind of people I want to be with. Who would be your dream, I guess, person, company brand to do PR for?
1: oh that's kind of tough um yeah dream there's i mean there's so many my dream to do pr for i think i don't know i i i you don't have to answer who i would want to do pr for um Oh, you know what? She's on that uh I wanted to say Andy Cohen, but that's a lie. Oh. Because there's a girl on below deck, I think her name's Kate Chastain or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, she's she does she does her own PR excellently. She doesn't need me, but she's fantastic. She's your yeah, animal. I I love everything about her. And I know that she wouldn't I'm like, we should be best friends. She would never want to be friends with me. She's way too cool for me. Why? Which I get. No, I
0: think she'd love you.
1: No, I don't I think I just I I just think she's fantastic. But I think I'm too
0: nerdy for her. (laughs) I love Below Deck, though. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorites. Um, Who is your celebrity crush, if you had to pick someone? Jason Bateman. Someone else said that the other day. I'm into it. Okay, I like it. He's
1: funny. He's cute. He's not going to, like, make me go work on my abs. He's going to eat a burrito. (laughs) (laughs) like. (laughs)
0: yes I love it what about um what's your biggest pet peeve
1: I hate liars and bullies but actually my biggest pet peeve is when people say they're busy oh you're busy I'm busy I'm busy I didn't get I didn't get to that because I'm busy no it goes to our our multi-passionate problem if you if it's important to you you're going to make time for it no one's that fucking busy like President Obama still found time to call
0: Michelle a few times from the Oval Office. And he was the president. Right, right. Like, it's, no, I agree. I When people are like, oh, I've just been so busy. I'm sorry I haven't gotten back to you. I know you're mm-hmm. busy. Yeah. That's fine. But we're all busy. It's 2019.
1: Like, oh, I, I was so busy with the kids today. Or I was so busy at my job. Or every time I haven't seen people in a while, they're like, oh, you're just so busy. And I'm like, no, I just don't want to talk to you.
0: Right. Like, I just actually don't want to hang out no. with you. I, if, if you were a priority to me, I would pick up that phone. I'd be texting. Exactly. It's kind of like for when you're dating someone and that book or movie, he's just not that into you. Like, he's not too busy. He just doesn't want to fucking talk to you. No, (laughs) No. He doesn't need you unless it's after midnight. Nope. Yeah. (laughs) Nope. 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 Um, okay. Aside from hashtag no filter, what is your favorite podcast? Or if you have multiple, what are some podcasts you love listening to? I'm
1: currently obsessed with um, the dropout, the one on the Theranos scandal, because I cannot believe what a hot shit dumpster fire mess that was, and how the greed and fraud and deception fell through all levels of that company, from the um, from her to her business partners to every single scientist that worked there to the personal PR rep she paid twenty five grand a month to keep her image good to. Any of the employees, the employees' wives who knew things were wrong, down to um, her advisory board, every – I know she's guilty. I know he's guilty, but every single person that turned their head the other way and didn't say something and didn't speak up and left that company from the very beginning to the very end without saying something, they're all guilty in my book. I just cannot believe how anyone thought something that looked like a hard drive computer was really going to – I just – it shows you how – messed up our world is that yeah. we want to believe the next big tech thing so badly we will endanger our own lives for mm-hmm, it
0: mm-hmm. so that's what you're currently I'm like that's...
1: I honestly I listen to podcasts every morning when I run I ran four yeah. and a half extra miles the other day are you not serious? because I yeah so I could finish listening to it because I'm so obsessed because I you know I get to work with journalists every day right. and the the carry you man who actually broke open that story he did such a good reporting job and he helped abc put together this podcast and it's the true there's no lies there's no whatever there's not none of that fake news political whatever back and forth it's the honest to god truth of the reporting of how it happened in a timeline down Mm -hmm. to the fact that this elizabeth girl doesn't even talk with her real voice she fakes her voice like it's, it's fascinating. I ran four and a half extra miles just to listen to the second episode. That's amazing. Four and a half. That's like a lot of extra miles. It's not it's, just like, it, But it was so worth it. And it went fast. So I,
0: was, it. I almost ran into traffic because I was so into what. The- <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. What about any like, Um, do you listen to any like businessy, uh, PR type podcasts? Are there any that like are on your list or. I'm sure there are PR podcasts.
1: I definitely don't listen to them. I yeah. feel like I live PR day in and day out for 23 yeah, years. Wow, I don't know listen. what a podcast could teach me. Um, other business ones, I like Entrepreneurs on Fire. Yeah. Um, I like Online Marketing Made Easy with Amy yeah. Porterfield. And I also am kind of coming around to the How It's Made one. Oh the wait! How, how I built how this? I built this? Yeah, how I built? How
0: this. I built this. I um, there was a, I actually listened. I've only listened to two of those. One was the Soul Cycle one, and one was Dry Bar. I loved the Soul Cycle. Have you listened to either Yeah, of I, yeah, I like that. I like that one a lot. I just love. I but the part that was amazing was that people were like the part where they talked about people are literally paying us to promote our brand when they started wearing their merch. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like, oh my god! I'm like, it's mind blowing. It's crazy. Anyway. Yeah, that's a good one.
1: But Um, I have to, I I have to take a break though, from those because I get too many ideas. So I'm, I'm in business mode morning from the second I get up to the second that I lay down, even when I'm kind of at some functions, I am in work mode. And so I have to be very careful to not, I try to watch as much reality TV. I try to watch as much Bravo. I try and read books that are murder mysteries or thrillers or TV shows that are not, well, I do watch a lot of documentaries, but I try and stay away from business as much as I can for like fluffy stuff, because otherwise I'm going to have more ideas. And the last thing I need is more ideas or new ways to tinker with my business.
0: No, you always say you're like a machine. I mean, you are, you are a machine. Like I'll email KJ a couple things, like just, we'll be going back and forth. And all of a sudden she shoots back all these ideas. I'm like, how did you even think of that? Like, how does your your brain, you are like a machine. Like, yeah, just- it's weird. <laughs> or it's amazing i'm just like how why didn't i think of that that's genius i'm constantly saying that um no this was so informative where it tell everyone where before we totally finish up where they can follow you website instagram all that my website
1: is kjblattenbauer.com and that's kj rcom um and then i'm on instagram all the time at kjblattenbauer <laughs>
0: You are on Instagram. I hope they don't put you back in Instagram jail. You know, I think
1: I was there over the weekend and I just, I think it's funny now. Like, I'm sorry that I liked your photo. I'm going to, I'm going to have PTSD every time I hit that little heart. You better really do something (laughs) that's
0: worth it. Yeah. You got to use those hearts sparingly. Um, okay.
1: If they kick me off, that's fine because I don't, I don't need your platform.
0: It's true. It's true. It's true. No, that you shouldn't. You shouldn't put all your eggs in that Instagram basket. Yeah. Um, awesome. So at KJ Blattenbauer, you can follow her. Thank you so much. This was so fun and informative. Thank you for having me. It was a great yeah. time. It was good. If it was later in the day, we should be drinking. Are you drinking? You're not drinking. It's mon- Monday at two. It's Monday. I got work to do. I wish. Yeah, I no, I'm do. not. But if we next time, if we do a part two, we should probably do it at five o'clock, and then we can be drinking. Or
1: we should do it on like a weekend. We should just start at like nine,
0: and we can daydream. Yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, anyway, thank you so so much for being here. So you can follow KJ at KJ Blattenbauer. You can always follow me at Julie Lauren fourteen. Thanks, KJ. Thank you, friend.